All right, ladies and gentlemen, you're looking live on Facebook Live and YouTube. Welcome to a very special edition of Gutter Talk. Oh God! No! Oh God! Oh, it is. We are already off the rails, ladies weird. and gentlemen. Yeah. My name that is that quick. My name is Len, aka the Bat Tribble, and as always, I'm joined right below by my partner, Johnny Destructo, aka the Thwip Tribble, owner of Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, 4327 Main Street in Philadelphia, PA. Holla! Or don't. Don't holler. I'm, I can't hear you. It's fine. Yell loud. <laughs> and for the first time in a long time, ladies and gentlemen, here on Gutter Talk, we have just two heads over from the Destructobot. We have long time, but <laughs> long time member of the Gutter Talk team. We've been missing him. So look at him. Look at him. He's grown so big. He's He's got a full mustache. I think I see some peach fuzz sticking out of his shirt from his chest. Oh, my God. No, it's probably not. Nope. <laughs> Introduce yourself. It's Brandon, a.k.a. Inspector Spacetime Triple. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Yay, Brandon. Man in the chair, Brandon. <laughs> Man in the chair, nice. And joining us as as well, ladies and gentlemen, is from the Spoiler Alert podcast, <laughs> which you can hear on the Coke Pop Go podcast network. We have starting at the top. Oh, hi. Uh, my name is Noel, a.k.a. Superman's pal, Jamie Tribble. It's nice to be here. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Pick it up. And uh, by introducing myself as Brian Lee. <laughs> so, done. And then, uh, hang on a second. Oh, there he no, is. That's... Up that way. And last but not least, <laughs> look. Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's... Yo, what's the deal? It's your man, our son, the voice of reason, a.k.a. the Super Trouble, Vox Ratio, the Random Steel, the Comic Book Jedi, the Mountain Comics and Coffee House, Hold It Down, Gangsta Grass in Effect, Black Tribbles in the Joint. What's the deal? Randy, does that mean the voice of I'm... rationality or reason? Is that Fox Ratio? Nice. Fox Ratio, voice of reason, yeah. Sweet. Uh, leave it to Brian to, to uh, translate. <laughs> <laughs> all right well you know it's been left to me and i did it you know what i'm, I'm, I'm noticing though brian do you have a triple designation i do not i was I gonna ask yeah. you know what we've been family all this time and i do not have a triple triple designation you know what one did come into my mind uh when i saw <laughs> brandon's and if i could run it by you guys professor yeah. triple what you got? Oh, what is it? Professor Tribble. Professor we have Tribble. a Professor Tribble. We have a Professor, have a Professor Tribble already. Yes. Oh, yeah. Tribble Nation yeah. Is, is large, boy. All right. All right. Yeah. Think about it. We'll get back to it later. All right. Yeah. This sounds good. Yeah. The thing is, is that Brian could never be inducted into the Tribble Nation because, Randy, as you know, before anyone could be inducted, two Tribbles have to be present. Uh. That is a rule that we instituted. <laughs> I was hoping I was hoping this would come up tonight, knowing that you two were going to be here. Nice. <laughs> nice. Wait a minute, though. Aren't Noel and I also tribbles? Yeah. 
Yes. So we could have done this anytime. Well, see. Oh, it has to be two OGs. It has to be like a certain. OG triples. All right. Thank you. Yes. I got what you meant. I understood where you were going with it. Mm. It has to be members of the council. Hmm. Something like that. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yes. Yes. It's it's fine. It's fine. Brandon knew. Brandon knew. Brandon's in the trial. I got it. (laughs) All right. See, I was just asking so that when when the listeners point that out, it's already been handled. Ah, okay. Hang a lamppost on it. Nice. And this is why JD is a co-host on Gutter Talk, ladies and gentlemen. All right. We are gathered here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, we're talking about the crisis of the COVID times. And what that means is, as you can tell, all around the country, you know, states are slowly reopening. Businesses are slowly reopening. Now, whether or not you agree with this happening or not, irregardless, the fact is, is that businesses, America is going to have to reopen at some time, sooner or later. The local comic book shop probably will have a different feel when it opens up. And I thought it would be an interesting conversation for us to get together and talk about exactly what does that mean? What does the change of norms of of distancing norms and and social norms and business norms mean for the local comic book shop because and this is the reason why this came up because i was thinking about the hero complex uh johnny destructo's hero complex in manny young and it is a beautiful shop it's not the largest shop in the world, but it's a very beautiful, well-appointed shop, well-stocked with comic books, trades, and all of the accoutrement that goes with this geek culture. And in that shop, at any one time, can be as many as two to ten people if doing nothing else but just leafing through comic books touching on the games or just standing in a huddle looking at all of the beautiful t-shirts that jd has designed exactly and that that movement that jd is showing with licking their hands and touching the comics that happens all the time at johnny i like to make sure every week he's a serial licker that every customer receives a little bit of personal attention <laughs> if i can't Answer. lick them personally i will at least lick their issues this, i mean we share dna just yeah. all dna all over the place so, so <laughs> i'm sorry i just heard sam in the background <laughs> ew <laughs> she can't hear anything out of context it's great <laughs> so so jd so you know as the owner of johnny destructo's hero complex uh, and Randy, as the comic book Jedi of a Malcolm Comics and Coffee House in Kensington, have either of you given any thoughts of exactly what the stores are going to look like uh, in the nowadays? Thank you, um, real quick, Tim Hershey, who hit us up, Tim from last week, who says that he licks the customers too. So, yes, he licks the customers at Comics End. And, and you should, you really should. JD, you want to set it off? Well, uh, so what I'm doing right now is I've been doing mail outs for the most part and the occasional curbside pickup. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a lot of a lot of customers have been really cool to just buy a gift card that they'll use uh, sometime in the future. So that's the way we've been keeping it moving now. When things actually open up, 
I'm not too worried about it. Uh, you know, we've got our gloves and our masks and what have you. Um, but my shop generally doesn't have, like you said, uh, somewhere between one and ten people uh, in the store. So it's it's not like it's a bustling metropolis inside the walls of the of the hero complex. So um, I'm not super worried about it. Um, but are you going to require people to wear a mask? Oh, I think we have to. It's not my requirement, right? Isn't it Philly's requirement? Yeah, uh, state requirement. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, um, there's a there's a whole bunch of like document or literature about what phase one is going to look like. Twenty five percent capacity of the of the building and have to take certain precautions or allow X amount of customers in at one time. But that's that's kind of like cross the bridge when you get to it. I always assumed that a lot of these uh, boutique retailers like comic books are are going to end up almost like having a mixed model of what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. You know, like some people are probably going to want to not come out. Because for the last couple of weeks, it's been mail order or... Oh, and I've also been doing delivery. So if, if people are sort of just in the neighborhood, I'm like, all right, I'll just hop in the car and I'll... Because then that's... Part of me feels weird. Like, oh, he just came to our home. Um, but and I also feel like that's less hands touching your books. So I could put it in yeah. the mail and have all of the, the mail folk... I'm uh, licking it and giving it to you. But if it's just me, that's less. That's less licks. Less licking. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're Tim from last week, then you don't want less licking. What more? True. Sure, more. Prefer the, more. The, the more the better. Yeah. See, I'm. My hope is that because uh, with amalgam it's a little different, right? Because it's such a huge space, right? And you know, when we when we pack the joint, we really pack the joint. Um, and I'm. My hope is that when when they do open everything back up they open everything back up like all right go for it kind of thing um i actually went went down there today um to to see makia and you know pick up a couple things and whatever else and was shaking because i missed it so much right i'm i'm hoping i'm i'm literally hoping that like the day that everything opens back up they're like all right we're good Go for it, and yo, I, yo, you come in my store. You get if I know you, you get hugged. That's <laughs> I'll hug you with a mask on. I'll hug you with a mask and gloves on. I'll hug you with a with a hazmat suit on. Like so, I, I miss this. You know, I have no idea how much I miss. This. I miss my job. I'm fortunate enough to say I miss doing my job. You know what I'm saying? And so, my hope is that when it opens up, it opens up like boom. And we can really get it back in. Does does Amalgam have um, it's it's a it's a it's like a special ass sp- space too because it, it's not just a comic shop; it's a coffee house yeah, and a yeah. meeting space and an event venue almost. So I wonder which set of rules it's going to have to fall under. Which which set of of uh, you know parameters they'll have to like classify themselves in order to like. Stick with it, right? Well, the good thing is, uh, you know, Ariel is smarter than me. So Ariel would be like, all <laughs> right, these are the rules that we're going to set it up. Boom, 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 boom. And there's going to be parameters and so on and so forth. My goofball behind would just be like, all right, let's go. Get in here. Everybody get in here. Um, um, my question but, is, are you guys actually closed? Because it is also a foodstuffs space. Yeah, that's the thing. We're, we're, 
Um, we're doing some mail order stuff and, and that kind of thing. Um, I wasn't sure if, like, because you have food, that you are an essential business. I wish. There was there's a. Deal with very little food, so it, you know it's it's a uh, it's a matter of uh, financially and all that kind of stuff. Putting it all together, like mm-hmm. it all it all has to be together for it for it all to work, right? Yeah. And so, if one part of the business isn't able to function, it's hard to have you know payroll is an issue and all that kind of stuff. So you know you just kind of have to deal with it and you know ariel like i said being ariel she's handling and you know we are we are doing the mail order and that kind of stuff but you know time will tell and we'll work it out it's just a matter of for me personally just missing the hell out of it yeah but was that guy was that your choice or did you guys like like did the government say like you guys had to close or could you have stayed open because of the like restaurant they they said you know non-essential business shut them down shut them down Shut them, shut them, shut them down. Shut them, shut them down. Well, I think it's also because of as much, it's about the percentage of your business. And and as much as it is a coffee house also, it is still first and foremost a comic book shop primarily. You know what I mean? So the coffee shop is not... it, you know, it's not that big a percentage that it would fall under like, hey, it stays open because it's a food joint. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, and like to Randy's point, it would have been cost prohibitive for her to keep it open and right. just be doing a coffee. You know, uh, you know what though? Like uh, uh, JD brings up a really good point. It's kind of funny too. I actually read an article on one of the comic book sites of a comic shop that was next door to a pizza place mm-hmm. has started selling pizza, so they can also hand off the comics to people. Like you come and buy a pizza. Oh wow! Yeah, it, like people are coming up with weird ways to kind of like make it work while staying safe. I mean, I guess JD is selling things in a similar way, but without the pizza. You know what I mean? It's like you are still open to a degree. You'll do curbside, you know, kind mm-hmm. of yeah. delivery or whatever. Just today, just today, I heard about apparently there's a guy who's like doing like a strip club and like you can, but it's like I a drive-by strip club. Yeah. Portland. Well, it's like that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Everybody be quiet. So what did you read, Brandon? There's a guy, and apparently, like, you drive in, and then, like, the girls, like, do a little dance, and then they give you some food, and then you leave. Yeah, it's food <laughs> delivery, technically. Yeah, like, you, yeah. you can go pick it. You can order food. You go I mean, As you go pick it up, their dancers are actually outside under the awning. Interesting. Performing while they hand it to you and you tip them. It was a way of keeping the dancers employed for a period of right, time by right. turning because almost a, a lot of a lot of uh, dance places and and strip clubs really? and whatnot they serve they serve also they do they serve, serve food. food that's right so they they moved their model to almost all food and just found mm. any way where they can get their dancers in. Yeah, this guy in Portland, he he actually connected with a, with another restaurant. So they're cooking like everything, yeah. they're cooking everything outside and everything is like a drive-through like tent sort of thing. So like, you know, the, the like even if it's raining, they're still able to, to operate. Yeah, is it like a, like you're driving through a fun house. Yeah, it really is. And then like on the, on the tables on the side there, you see you have the girls there dancing and then you you know, you pay your money, you can tip the girls and you get your you get your food and you bounce. Oh, man. Hey, wait, a, wait a minute. Brandon, you air fry a mean chicken wing. <laughs> he does. If you could air fry a, a batch of chicken wings. Open up the shops? Actually, you and have an air fryer? Can I borrow it? Wait, who's, who's the dancer? Uh, no, I use it. I need it. <laughs> 
Well, you're burying the lead there, B. <laughs> JD, JD has some adorable Spider-Man thongs he was telling me about. Oh, so yeah. If Brandon has the chicken wings, JD's got the, the, the thongs. I think we can make Manny Young be on and popping right now. Mm -hmm. And when we already got the perfect ad for it and everything. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, the fake ad we did on the show. Yeah. I'm just bouncing. Brandon, I'm chicken and gizzards. Second IDs. I would ask Randy to write uh, the intro for us, but I'm still waiting on mine from fucking nine years ago, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Bruh, I j listen. I just got you my came on the, the show crib. at your own at your I own peril. Just, just got my studio in the crib. Nice. Look at him. Well, I just got right the there. mic. Uh, From nine years ago. Listen, man. It you takes time. Me. Art takes time. You can't quantify it. Yeah, you want it bad? You want a bad song? Do you, do, you do you want it now or do you want it good? Right. <laughs> got a point. Where are you going to cut corners? You're going to suffer regardless. They uh, said the same thing to Michelangelo. Like, hurry up with that chapel, bro. <laughs> I but, mean, I can't argue with him. But no, no it's real serious. Noel, Brandon, and, um, and B, as consumers, as retailers, you know, consumers going into a comic book shop, is it going to worry you of like going into a comic book shop and there's, you know, even even if it's everybody is practicing reasonable social distancing, I'm just saying, in the comic book shop, people are reading the comic books. You know what I mean? They are actively reading the comic books, sitting there flipping flipping through them, talking at the same time as they're flipping through them. It, you know, they may have on uh, a mask. They may not. They may have on gloves. They may not. They're walking in and around the store. You know how it is in the store. You don't. You get in there. You don't want to leave, especially once JD and Randy start talking you up. Um, well, Randy is hugging people and, and they can't leave. Um, so, like, are you? How comfortable are you going to feel going into the, the, your local comic book shop? And and let's leave out of it that it's JD, so that's our friend, and Randy's our buddy, so yes, we're going to go into their shop. But just the general, the generic coffee, comic book shop. Well, that actually is uh, the fact that, you know, I am friends with JD is part of it, because the way that I usually experience JD's shop is to show up, oftentimes with the intention of being there for a few minutes, and then stay for hours <laughs> during that time. It's true. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Listen, man, there's been times, here's, I'm going to get some real talk. There's been times, because I'm the only guy in the shop usually, and uh, there are times where I have to uh, heed the calls of nature. <laughs> and I'm just like, I love this dude, but dude's got to go because I got to go. Yeah, why don't you just go to the bathroom? Oh, you mean... I, I mean, go went, follow me into the bathroom. I'm going to follow you into the bathroom. I would watch the shop for you. I've done that. When you no, only, he only did that once. He only did that once. <laughs> no, not like no, a thing. Listen, no bull. Lee watched the store for me a couple times back comics and more. Without question. I was like, yo, God, I got to hit the head. Can you just make sure nobody walks off with it? No lie. A couple times. It's true. Yeah, that was easy. There you go. I, I um uh, to answer to answer the question that doesn't have to do with bathrooms. I um I you know what I, I think I think a lot of the um a lot of the experience in shopping everywhere is going to be a little weird for at least a while. That's true. Um, I am more cognizant of what I touch and what I don't touch. Um, 
and who's around me. So it's like, you know, when I walk into a, to a shop, that's probably not JD's or, or just any, just any shop really, it's going to be a little bit more just like aware of my surroundings. Mm-hmm. I personally, am not going to feel weird about grabbing a comic book, but I'm also just going to probably be a little bit more careful about touching my face or waiting for someone to move out of the way, or maybe going for one that's behind the stack. Like, it's just going to be like small little micro changes. Right. But as for being afraid to go into a place, I, I mean, if if I know and trust the shop, you know, like Amalgam or JD's or Comic Zen, it's I know that the shop owners are not assholes. They're not. They care that we're feeling safe or they, they care that we would feel safe. So they're going right. to take the necessary precautions and not just be like fake news. Right. So I, I don't like locally have any kind of like misgivings or, or, or scary thoughts. What you, about you, you Brandon? Um, for me, I was thinking like, as long as JD like has the, in, the masked rule, like I would feel comfortable because I know JD and I know that like, he's not going to be rude to people, but if people aren't doing what they're supposed to do, I know JD would tell them. And so I would feel comfortable going in because I feel comfortable knowing that JD's going to like keep the shop safe. Plus I get most of my books, um, like on in my pull list anyway, so no one's going to be touching them aside from JD anyway. Yeah, yeah I might be point. a little cautious to like pick up trades off the shelf, but I get my stuff mostly from my pull list anyway. So, yeah. I have felt a little compulsion just to on the kind of reverse end of that. In a store now, if I touch something, I feel more compelled to buy it. You know what I mean? Mm. Or like think a lot before I pick something up. Mm. I touch yeah, it. I don't like my hand. hand. I touch my face. Yeah, and it's you know sometimes I'll pick something up to look at it, and I was on the fence, and then I'm like, oh, I I picked it up. You know, I should I should do it. So yeah, I definitely have noticed. I do the same thing yeah. where I'll pick something up and I'll go to put it back, and I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah. I guess right. I it too if it's really not the kind. You know, I'm like, this really is not what I what I needed or whatever. But flipping through, leafing through comics or trades is a big part of of um like exposing yourself to a comic that you don't know about yet you know um and a very common practice in comic stores and i wonder if that will change that's a good question i mean think if comic book stores started implementing the you touch it you buy it rule that (laughs) (laughs) i mean just throw stuff at people and make them catch it (laughs) 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 that would change that would change the game though you know that's serious um i got a hard question here Uh, we've gotten a little little into it so i got a hard question for for the retailers here um because we know, you know, it's been hard on the economy for the past two months, right? So, uh, is there, and, and Randy, you may not be able to, to speak to this because you're not the owner of Amalgam, but is there like a, a make it or break it for you of the stores reopening? Like, they're talking about maybe loosening up the, the, the reins on Pennsylvania like by mid may that work for you uh johnny jd you ready for that yeah yeah i'm fine with that um and by open again i don't think you know Rand. i think was saying earlier that he wants everyone to just be like everyone's open go everyone you know hug take out your dicks uh but um i mean that's every day 
that's true. That's true. Um, so I don't know if I am down with that. I, I would like a slow rollout of like, hey, maybe we could just do a more relaxed um, pickup. I will give you something to touch, LOL, JK. All right, action figure uh, expert. I feel like if it was just LOL or JK, I'd think you're joking, but both is a little sus. They, yeah. Well, they, they cancel each other out. That's yeah, like a hat like, on a hat. Like yeah. They do cancel each other out. You're right. Or, you know. But which of the six of us yeah. will be given something to touch? That's the question that I need to know the answer. Both of I think them we all know it's – let me look at that face. Look at Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> look, look how cute he is. Um, so, means Brandon. Yeah, I want um, maybe more relaxed curbside pickups and stuff where like you can have a couple people at the mm. shop, but there's still a limit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'd be down with that. Uh, I'm ready to. I'm ready to get going. I've seen some people online um, who aren't smart saying things like, um, <laughs> "Oh well, you know, how come comic shops aren't opening? How come they don't want?" They don't want their comic shops open. I guess they just don't want to work. I guess they want to just stay home. And I'm like, mother, what? Are you kidding me? I can't wait to get back into it. But I mean, then first, of all, first of all, we haven't been able to get any product. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. So, Look. you know, you can get mad at like, why don't you guys want to work? Well, mm-hmm. I'm on the same... I'm on these same groups that JD's talking about where people just have no apps, like absolute no context or understanding outside of their small bubble of... I want to read this now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just really frustrating. Like, you understand there's no, like, new product coming in. Yeah, but, like, couldn't Barnes & Noble do it? Like, <laughs> that's not how shit's working. It's not. Like, <laughs> it's it's much more complicated than that. And the thing that I'm talking about was actually spurred on, Randy, because of people in that group when, you know, uh, some of the retailers were having – not the best reaction to the fact that Diamond was not going to be shipping out, but DC decided to circumvent yeah, them and go yeah. to uh, what is it, USC, UCS? Yeah, distribution yeah. and um, lunar distribu- distribution. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, there were a lot of retailers who were like, All right, sure, everyone else is shut down, including Diamond, and all of our shops are doing what we can, but at least we don't have to pay thousands of dollars every week on new books that we're not entirely sure we'll be able to move. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been subsisting mostly on reorders and selling things that I already have in my store. So the fact that Diamond shut down and I no longer have to spend $2,000 every Wednesday for new books, I was like, oh, all right, here's a, a, a some room to breathe. And so... Then, then uh, having that conversation, like, well, retailers just don't want to go. The comic shops just want to stay at home on the couch. I'm like, no, it's more well, nuanced than that's that. That's not you. how it works. Um, you know, there was a lot of discussion about uh, DC making that making that decision. And I was kind of glad they did it. You know what I mean? Really? Because, yeah, just, just from the idea that it was, it was, it's because they can do it, right? And so... The, the idea, I'm still still utterly fascinated. And I was when you guys were talking uh, uh, last week or two weeks ago about, you know, would you watch a documentary on how Diamond became like the retail, the distributor, yeah. right? I, the idea that DC was like, nah, we can get this out to somebody else through somebody else. That's amazing to me, and I'm glad they did it. Like, I don't know how difficult it was to for a store to say to get the books from these other distributors, like if they would have to pay them directly or whatever, but talk to me. Uh, But yeah, just the idea that it can happen, you know, takes the, takes, uh, you know, it, it, it it takes diamond away from being like, you know, the, the bully in the room. 
yeah. so at least somebody else can get books out, right? Yeah, so if I somebody thought- else can get books out, then I think Diamond is going to have to they're going to have to shift their policies a little bit just because they've been the they've been the bully of the industry for how many years is like, well, if you're not dealing with us, then you're not dealing with nobody. It seems like they kind of already did that, though. I mean, bully and savior in a weird way, too. Yeah. Like, it's, it's yeah, much yeah, more yeah. complicated than. Yeah, 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 definitely that. It's a monopoly based off of like. Bleh. I think we've got two evils here and they're, you know, neither one cancels out the other diamond or diamond being a monopoly has been frustrating for a long time and not having any other options sucks. Uh, but then everybody as an industry went, all right, guys, for the safety of everybody involved, let's just shut everything down. We're going to do what we can do. We'll try to get as much assistance as we can, uh, but we're going to shut it down for the safety of everyone. And then DC went, I like, I like, I like safety, but what if I had money instead of safety? Mm-hmm. That sounds cool. So how about if we go around uh, everyone trying to be safe so that we can make more money and try to get store, you know, shops to sell our com our five issues that we're going to release this week, uh, two of right. which were reprints. Right. Um, yeah. And one that's, of them was like Daphne Byrne. That's my that's my weird kind of feeling about it. Like I want the outside of this whole scenario to be a much broader market where retailers can for the betterment of their own business choose their distributor. That's the goal I want. However, what they chose to do seemed more short-sighted than long-term goals. Like if they really were going to see or stress test how this new distribution model was going to be, they should have jumped in there with like something that would hit the ceiling of sales like Batman 92, not a reprint of Daphne Byrne number four or dreaming 20. Like it didn't make sense. It's like they were doing this to just like see instead of just really committing to changing the industry. Also too, I forgot my second point, but it's going to come back. (laughs) I agree. I agree with that second point. It was a good point. Well, it's, it's, it's just, it felt so, and it was only, it's only to save two, two or three weeks. Right. It just well, see, it felt so short. It felt short sighted. Now maybe it's Diamond going to already, start Diamond had already said, "Oh, we're going to be up and running in May," and then DC was like, "Not quick enough." Here's five books. Okay. Yeah, I thought well, Diamond well, said that after DC, May seventeenth, and then the DC stuff made them kind of like hmm. they were going to like slow roll starting May yeah, eleventh, yeah. seventeenth. Uh, I forget. Well, and 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 here's the thing that that made that that I kind of got with them doing just a couple of books and nothing major was, all right, you know, let's make this test. Uh, right. And if we can, if we can get it to work, cool. That's how it felt to me. Like, all right, let's, let's, let's try a test run first, put a couple things out, see what happens. You know what I mean? And then I remember, (laughs) I remember now it's the fact that the, the, Interim distributors are Midtown Comics and DCBS, the two That's largest competitors to local comic shops. Yeah, yeah. Because they, yeah. they pedal in high discounts based off of being able to purchase huge orders. Huge so orders, right. small, small retailers across the entire country that want these DC books earlier than Diamond can provide them will have to send their demographic-ish, like de- their demographics and sales to their largest competitors. That is the uh, biggest okay. part right. of it that okay. felt that so gross. Okay. Like mm. that that felt kind of weird. Like, and also too, like uh, DC uh, 
released like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna stick with Diamond, but you also have this option if you want. And if you if you stick with Lunar and or you know, let's call them what they are, Midtown and DCBS, then you can release your books on Tuesday because you'll get them earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the other thing. I totally forgot about that, which f's up the rest of the schedule. Oh, hey guys, a uh, new book new book day is now on Tuesday. It's just for DC. Everybody else is Wednesday. Yeah. Do you think it would change people's behavior though, or would people just come in on Wednesday? Short term, no. Long term, yeah, here and there. Yeah, I was maybe here and there. Does it really, yeah. does it really affect most of us? Because like, since our com- we can't get the comics day of anyway. Like we have to wait for like yeah, I have to wait for JD to send them out. So like I don't know that the date affects it too much. But I don't know. I'm not you guys. Like I'm not the shops who actually have to send it out. So I don't it's, know. It sounds like a fabricated and or pulled benefit that doesn't actually right. benefit. You know, like yeah. it depends on it depends on what your pull list looks like, whether one week it's gonna be beneficial for you to be able to get Dark Knight's death metal one day early. Um, or you just wait for the rest of your stack the next 12 hours. It, it doesn't necessarily feel, and, and their, their excuse or, or reasoning for that was the fact that all other uh, distribution models release their new product on Tuesdays. Yeah, so yeah. bookstores and, and DVDs and stuff, they, also, they all have t- Tuesday releases. So what was happening before was a book would come out in the direct market on a Tuesday, the following Tuesday, it would be released at Barnes and Noble and Amazon, which gave the you know small business retailers a little, a little bit, bit of an of exclusivity window. Yeah, yeah, that's gone. That's yeah. gone when it comes to DC. Yeah. So I don't necessarily understand the benefit of their move to get out two weeks early. The short term benefit, maybe the long term, is that there is a larger model that we all kind of work off of. But right now, it feels weird and icky. I mean, personally. Is there like, is there a reasonable side of it that is the DC Comics people worried about DC Comics and thinking whether it's a good try or not, like, could some motivation be, we got to keep, keep this going, keep comics going right now and keep making money right now. I don't know what DC's coffers are like and if that is any thought of it, but, you know, I think it's an angle worth considering uh, that that could at least be some of their thought. Who knows? Are, are we considering the context of them, sorry, doing date and dates? Um, they're tried to do day and date digital at the beginning of all this because that's smelled of a money scheme or uh, a money grab too. What's that? They, well, yeah, yeah no, I mean, I'm not arguing that it's money related, but I just wonder, like, I'm sure there are business owners out there who are in large businesses but are still worried and are mm-hmm. like, we need to still sell things now or will yeah. wonder you know what i mean and i don't know if that's dc's situation or not um but i guess it's possible that it is or not you know and uh, th- tim is tim is chiming in tim from last week new comic book day is not what it used to be tuesday release is so stupid when reviews of big books start hitting on tuesday it may impact off the shelf sales on wednesdays hmm I think any big moves made by DC right now are driven by Warner Brothers. Yeah, you know what? That, that, that's that's probably that's probably the thing. Um, and you know the unfortunate the unfortunate part of a lot of it is that you know Warner Brothers' decisions affecting what DC Comics is doing is it, it's just kind of punching them in the nuts, right? And so it's hard for them to to 
this is what we're trying to do from a from a comic standpoint and from a storytelling standpoint, as opposed to having, you know, somebody at Warner Brothers like, but are you making any money kind of thing? Um, and so it, I, I, one would hope that they're they're given they're being being given enough room to make their own decisions without something, you know, getting a call every every day from from one and you know tim just said uh, both marvel and uh and dc yeah. can be considered disposable costs by warner brothers and disney you know what i mean like i think that's how disney kind of approaches marvel though so like the the publishing the publishing branch of marvel is an r&d division like no. yeah. they care yeah. that profit is made and or not however they would never unload that ip because it literally is just an ip farm for other forms of media so if it's a loss leader for two to three months rad cool we still own three billion dollars worth of potential sales yeah, exactly. so so why so if you compare the two if you compare disney and warner brothers to very large conglomerates for all multimedia purposes Mar or Warner Brothers slash DC slash AT and T decided yeah. like, hey, this bespoke boutique uh, business, fuck them. We should have had like some sales in the last two weeks. Let's, uh, let's just push it. It just also, again, it comes back to feeling weird. Also, I think like, I mean, you know, this gets into conspiracy territory, but like, there is a the fact that DC's main. Um, like editor in chief, I think, or whatever. Like Dan DiDio's out. Like their main boss. Like their main um, in between between um, like the person between AT and T and and DC and the person who was like in charge is now no longer there. So now there, it's just the big executives telling them what to do instead of having like a person in between. Well, so Jim Lee. No, Jim Lee's still there. Yeah, there's Jim Lee, but Jim Lee never really. It never seems like he like has any say in anything. Say it. Does anything? Say it. Go ahead. Yeah. It. <laughs> it always seems like he just kind of is willing to just sit there. Leave him alone. Look, I, I love Jim Lee. It's, but, you know, when it when it came to the two of them, it always felt like Jim Lee was like the... The, the company man. The, the figure or yeah. like the, the front guy. And mm -hmm. Dan Dio was doing all the work in the back. It always felt right. like that. Well, and Jim now there's no guy in the back. You know, he did that. I know it was a different title, but he was, well, like editor-in-chief and then became co-publisher or whatever but you know he was right. kind of steering the dc ship for so long that when jim lee had a co-title yeah. with him it was like yeah right, whatever is that? but he does <laughs> drawing stuff though <laughs> you know that yeah but jim lee hasn't done much i mean i you know look he sold wildstorm to dc hmm. and then ever since then he's pretty much has been collecting fat checks Every once in a while, he draws a hey, big book. Costume designs for New Fifty Two were a lot. There's of also there's also variant covers. <laughs> right. <laughs> he, he just did. He just, he just did the um, uh, what was it? The digital first Sandman? Batman. That, he, oh yeah. As Tim points out, also he's doing a lot of sketches for. Yo, yeah. have you guys yeah. seen those sketches? Yeah. That's true. That is next level, Jim yeah. Lee, man. That is his height. Which is essentially what Tim is saying too. Like he's yeah. doing those sketches for the supportable comic shops. Hey, Jim Lee is a paragon in the in the industry. Yeah. Is he the face of DC? The like the the pushing paper face of DC? I don't I don't think so. I don't yeah, know. I think so. Like, yeah. I don't think so. So it sounds like we um, are leaning towards optimistic for the health of the local comic book shop. Uh, yeah. Post pandemic. Yeah, I, I want to be, I, I really want to be um, because, you know, I've been doing this for 
almost 30 years um, on, a, on a, at a couple of different stores and levels and whatnot. And, you know, the idea that um, people are going to just sort of give up on physical comics, be they, you know, weeklies or trait or whatever, I, that 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 scares me a little bit, to be totally honest. It, like, it scares me from a standpoint of, are we are we getting to the point where, and I always say, like, I, I feel like, we, you know, when that happens, we're going to be a very wally society, just a bunch of fat people looking at our at our iPods floating around in our chairs, like ordering every book or whatever thing we decide we want, as opposed to, to actually experiencing those things. You know what I mean? Um, and whether you're talking, you know, floppies or trades, just the very the tactical, the tactile nature of a book. And, and you know, it's it's a little bit different looking at it in a physical form than it is on a screen. So I, I my hope is that we're not ready to give that up yet. So, you know, the, the stores will will stay around. I will say this, though. I don't know that a lot of when this is all over, I don't know that uh, I, I think you're going to have to have a real niche to be able to stay in business, right? You're mm -hmm. going to have to have something like creating your own t-shirts and, you know, and, you know, book clubs and that kind of stuff and being a coffee shop and that sort of thing to stay in business. There's, I, I've been to stores all over the country and a lot of them are very, very similar in that is like, all right, these are our books. We have some toys. We have some a couple t-shirts. I don't know that those stores are going to be able to, to maintain when this is all over with, you know, just people that show up back with very little money yeah. and that kind of thing. I think you're going to have to be very, very, very special in this, um, to to survive i um to to jump on that point i i completely agree with it like it it it's um it speaks to a video that jd shared not too long ago in our channel uh the owner owner vp of boom studios sent a very heartfelt kind of um almost a manifesto type of video to well just everybody uh, talking about how comic shops that will survive or do survive are important because they are your third place. Is that the metaphor? Yeah. Like in order for you to have a happy life, it's work, home, but real happiness is having a third place, a place of community. And for a, those special shops that you're talking about, the shops like Amalgam, shops like JD's, they um, propagate community, not just we sell shit here. So yeah. that's, yeah, exactly. that's, those are the shops that will survive this. Like just the fact that JD has, you've got people that are supporting you from across the country buying, like signing up for, for subscriptions now for the future or, or buying um, gift cards because you've cultivated a community. Those are the shops that are going to survive. The shops that are just doing it for the lulls um, are maybe gonna, <laughs> are maybe going to just pull their money and invest elsewhere because they aren't seeing dividends. Yeah. So yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And if you haven't seen that boom studios video, it's actually really, really sweet. I got to tell you, man, I mean, I'm a sensitive sort. We all know this, but I was listening to that and I got a little choked up. I was like, <laughs> I don't know who you are, sir, but you're fantastic. <laughs> it made me put it made me put some Boom Studios books on my pull list. Yeah, man. I was uh, like, I'm doing it. OK, cool. Boom's been killed. My my three favorites right now are TKO Studios, Black Mat Studios and now Boom. And why so? Tell tell the people. 
Well, I'm so glad you asked, Leonard. Thank you so much. I'll tell you, TKOstudios.com, if you go there and uh, buy any of their products, which they do bingeable releases, uh, they will, as if I had, all right, <clears throat> how do I do this? As if you, the customer, had come into my shop and I had ordered it from TKO to sell to you, they will send me half of the money. Wow. So if you spend, you know, 20 bucks on TKOstudios.com and let them know JD's Hero Complex is my jam, they will send me a check for $10. Um, it's pretty awesome. And we did an all TKO uh, Studios spoiler alert podcast where we talked about Sarah by Garth Ennis, um, uh, Eve of Extinction by, what's her name? Sal Simone? Uh, Sal. Sal. Sal Simeon. Yeah. Sal Simeon. Uh, and uh, what was my other one? Sentient, Sentient by Jeff Lemire. Cool. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, so. And the Banks by Roxanne Gay. And Good Night, so cool. Good Night Paradise cool. by uh, Joshua Dysart. Yeah. The, the cool, the other cool thing about TKO is that they have them in different formats, so you can get them all on the same day as a digital. All six issues as a digital. You can get all six issues in a trade paperback, or I don't have one on me. Um, you can buy all six issues as actual issues in a box set, um, all on the same day. And then Black Mask Studios, uh, uh, home of two of my favorite graphic novels, We Can Never Go Home, as well as Four Kids Rob a Bank. Four Kids Walk Into a Bank. Oh, um, you gave Rosenberg. Um, they're doing the same thing. And so that's pretty cool. Nope. Did I get it? Did I cover it? Uh, yeah. And, and ah. Boom is essentially trying to cultivate like that community and they haven't explicitly said all the stuff that they're planning on doing, but they're, they're, they're wanting to treat like the days we all go back to like the new day one, the new opening of comic book shops. So they're, they're giving discounts for retailer, retailer exclusive variant covers that mm -hmm. they're just going to give to you like all kinds of little things to kind of keep people engaged. Yeah. I got to research really cool. more of what boom's doing. Um, just toss it in my box. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> what, my, my new favorite book from them is actually Once in Future by Kieran Gillen and Dan Moore. Yo, that book is hot, boy. Right? That Out thing of nowhere. is ridiculous. I'm, Yo, I'm, it's so good. Paul it's Grandma so good. Is the illest, right? And Something is Killing the Children. Something is Killing the Children. I the first couple issues of that. That was dope. Um, dope. Can, can, I, can I make a case for Boom Studios? Uh, Power Rangers is really good. He, he's, he's been on a Power Rangers kick. He's been it's on true. a Power Rangers kick. He has been. These... Did a they, lot of these IPs have don't have any right to be this entertaining, and they are so good. Did, did they? Oh, the, I can uh, They did the uh, the Grant Morrison, uh, the Santa Claus joints, right? Oh, Klaus. Klaus. Yeah, Klaus. Yo, Klaus does that work? Cause it's so good. Klaus Boom. is fantastic, man. Boom is killing it. I, I'm actually, yeah, I'm, it I'm really digging on Boom Studios. Boom, uh, Boom Studios Boom. is uh, yeah. the flat flat out the favorite publisher of Tim Hershey, who runs another very um, strong and positive and very community-minded community, community minded, uh, comic book shop, the comic in book Lansdale. Comic Zen out in Lansdale. Yeah, man. Uh, he also says the three shops in this conversation will survive. We may, we may need to adjust. Uh, we may need to change, but we will survive. Uh, what I am concerned about is losing some of the community that we have built. How many people will not come back for whatever reason? Now, part of the things that uh, uh, there we go. Part of my um, part of the thing I'm looking forward to is you know a lot of people naysayers have been like ah comic shops are going to die and I'm like well I don't think that's the case because if they make it through this everyone's at home ready to go and see people and talk to people yeah. and yeah. talk about comics with people and stuff like that. So. Um, I think if you I think if you maneuver it correctly, I, I think it's it'll be fine. 
I well, think uh, at this point, I think it's more like what you've built up up to this point is really going to be the most important. Because, mm-hmm. like, I used to visit a few shops before I eventually settled on JD's shop. And, like, some of the early places I went to, those owners were not very nice people. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't necessarily see those places sticking around because no one's going to feel any, like, commitment to them. And a lot of those places, like I'm saying, are very sort of, right, like, right. stiff. Like, we get this, we have this. Don't ask me to order anything else. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and those guys, I, I, I don't, I don't see them. I don't see them sticking around. I really don't. Right. I, that, um, that is, that is flabbergasts me, Randy. The fact that I've had people come into my shop and they were like, oh, do you have uh, uh, Buffy volume two? And I'm like, oh no, I don't. But I for sure will see if I can order it for you. I'll get it in for you and I can mail it to you or you can come pick it up. And they go, oh, wow. Thanks. That's it. And I'm like, right. I was at another shop and they didn't have it. And I said, they didn't offer to get it for you. And they're like, no, <laughs> they just said, we don't have it. And that was the end of the conversation. I couldn't believe it. It's it's really the easiest thing in the world to do. Like, all right, push buttons, book come. Yeah. It's not that hard, man. It's yeah. really Especially hard. since the size of my shop is not gargantuan. So um, I always, sometimes I feel a little bad and I'm like, I-, I wish I could afford to carry all of the books. I'm so sorry, but anything I don't have, I'll order for you. Yeah not that hard it's really not that hard and you know honestly it's it's one of those things where it feels like you know maybe maybe this was the thing that was kind of needed to trim the fat of the industry right Mm -hmm. and so you know maybe 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 just maybe the for all the stores that exist they don't all need to Right. And what what'll what'll make everything better for everybody that's still involved and still really in still really in the game and wants to be really in the game is you know, you you being that sort of next level of service and next level of community, right? So that all right, so maybe there were fifty comic book stores in your area, but only thirty of them were any good, right? Mm-hmm. So that 20 boom they're done because you know people aren't coming back to them that kind of thing because they weren't you know people are just like well this is the store i'm used to going to but now that i don't have the money when i really want to make the effort i expect something in return and this store over here the one time i went there they really looked out for me so they're gonna get my money and the rest of y'all can hit the road so when those shops close uh, if you guys were to come with me, uh, we'll load up the car and we'll take it. Ad- we'll take advantage of their their blowout sales, bro. Uh, blowout I, I love a good. I lo- so there's a there's a shop. I actually I've, I've told JD about this. There's a shop in New Hope, Pennsylvania, that's right on the border by Jersey. They are very close to the Cubert School, so mm. they got like the emptied out attic of the Cubert School oh. in their stock is like a donation. So we're talking like tons of DC and Marvel trades and hardcovers that they were selling for 70% off. Wow. I got to get down there. I, well, I mean, that was, this was what, like six, six months ago. Maybe there's not that much left, but it was, it was like, like some old Jeff John stuff, some DC stuff here and there. I, I picked up like a, they had like nicely wrapped um, Darwin cook spirit hardcovers. I was like, hmm. 
I was texting you at the time. I was like, "Eh." so when these shops close because they don't deserve to have the community that we support, let's go pick them clean. Let's go give them money. I really like uh, George. George's uh, response is Randy making the Thanos argument. (laughs) (laughs) Thanos had some good points. I think we can all agree. Yeah. He does. Well done. All right. So before we get out of here and, you know, speaking of community, let's do a community service to all the people that are are listening and all the people that are are watching us on Facebook Live and on YouTube. And thank you, each and every one of you. We really appreciate it. We've got Mm -hmm. um, two questions we want to throw out, two things we're going to throw out there. First thing. Let's go go round table around. We'll start with known. We'll wake ourselves work ourselves around clockwise. And in the spirit of community, give people, you know, who even you know, even though cities are slowly reopening, we're still practicing self-isolation. We're still practicing a level of quarantine. So give them one thing, just one thing, Brandon. Just one thing, JD. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that people may have been sleeping on in all of their streaming and video and TV watching during this quarantine that you want people to check out, starting with Noel working clockwise, go. Oh, shit, son. Um, So I've been reading a lot more, like catching up on runs that I haven't read. So I already mentioned Power Rangers. I'm not going to mention that again. But I do want to like subtly plug one of my new favorite writers, um, Kyle Starks. Okay. He's hilarious, uh, which is very difficult for me to laugh out loud when I'm reading something. Uh, but he did a for Dynamite Comics. He did a quick run or like a quick mini series of Mars Attacks. He also publishes and and kickstarts his own books. Uh, they are pastiches of old action movies. One's called Sex Castle. One's called Kill 'Em All. Um, he was for a long time writing. Um, the Rick and Morty IP book apparently was very funny. I didn't read it, but I'm going back and finding a lot of his stuff. And it's just, it's, it's wonderful. Oh, assassination nation is another one. So I've been, I've been getting in this habit of finding a writer that I really enjoy and just kind of exploring their stuff. Cause with this extra time, Randy, you're up. Um, Hmm. You know what I watched? Uh, I watched this, this, uh, this cartoon on the Netflix called the hollow. Oh, okay. um, it's about these these three kids. They wake up in a room. Oh yeah! Uh, and they don't know what's going on, and they have to escape. And it's bananas. It's absolutely insane. The new season starts this Friday. Uh, first season was like ten episodes. They're half hour each. You can blow through it in a day. Um, it was very cool though. Definitely worth checking out. And Bendis is Superman. Get it? Uh, so good. Me, um, I would suggest. There's this show on Netflix that I watched around when the, the like uh, stay-at-home order started. It's called Feel Good, and I need everyone to watch the show. It's so great. It's about um, this comedian. It's like it's not necessarily about her life, but it is kind of. And it's about this comedian named Mae Martin, and she gets in a relationship with a woman. And Mae Martin is gay, I think, or bi. And she gets in a relationship with a woman, and this is like her first, her girlfriend's first um, gay relationship. And so it's about like her dealing with that and about how like her girlfriend is like uncomfortable talking to people about like her sexuality and May is, has to deal with that. And she's also recovering from, I think a cocaine addiction. So she's dealing with that. And it's about like her trying to stay sober while also dealing with someone who like, doesn't, 
who isn't comfortable like being themselves and how she has had to deal with that in the past. And so it's hard for her to be in a relationship with someone who is like that. So the show is like six episodes. I think each episode is like half an hour. I watched it all in like a day. It's really great. I suggest everyone watch it. Brandon, what, one more time. What was that called? I'm going to Google it. Uh, it's called Feel Good on Netflix. Great. So uh, specifically, since you said it's something people have been sleeping on and not uh, and not talking about, although maybe there just hasn't been enough time, uh, I've been watching a show called Upload. It's on Amazon Prime. Mm. That just came out. Yeah, uh, I saw something about that. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's really good. It's the Robbie Amell, Stephen Amell's cousin, is the main character who is uh, killed and uploaded into this uh, sort of digital existence, uh, which is nice, but not not that great. Like, you still have to pay for stuff, and there are, like, ads and that kind of thing. Um, and Greg Daniels, who has been involved in both The Simpsons and Parks and Recreation, um is the the like main creative force behind it i believe and uh it's a bunch of interesting characters set in the near future it's cool that's me i'm up <laughs> i was i was researching the other stuff all right so uh this is going to be a little self-serving but fuck it um <laughs> i do a my, my shop and i we host my, my shop is his own entity. My shop, <laughs> me and my shop, we host uh, a book club every week. Uh, I'm sorry, every other week. And we do a movie club every other week. So it'll be book club. And then the next week will be movie club and they alternate. So tonight at eight o'clock, we're going to be uh, doing a Zoom meeting where I lead a discussion about Rob, Robert Eggers movie, The Lighthouse, starring Willem Dafoe mm -hmm. and the bat guy, the new bat guy, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Uh, but a week from tonight at eight o'clock, we're going to be talking about They Called Us Enemy by George Takai. And this details yes. his childhood in the Japanese American internment camps. Um, so I'm very excited about this. I haven't read it yet, but flipping through it, I'm pretty excited to do it. And um, I will be hosting a book club uh, Wednesday, the something stuff, 13th uh, at eight o'clock. So go to jd's hero complex book club uh which is a group on facebook and um you can get the link there when i post it that's it thank you very much that's pretty cool now the last thing for everybody all right gutter talk we usually do have been doing gutter talk on sundays at 2 p.m and I would actually like to return to Sundays at 2 p.m. because Wednesday nights is the day that I like to do other things. So we're probably going to try, we're going to do a gutter talk this Sunday at 2 p.m. But we need your help, ladies and gentlemen, because we always are racking our brains as to what we want to talk about. Brian, do you have an idea? You Except Brian right now. I do have an idea. What's your <laughs> idea, B? So here's the thing. I was thinking about Elseworlds and what ifs, right? And I was thinking about it for spoiler alert or for gutter talk, either where we actually read Elseworlds and what ifs, like cool stories, or a segment called Elseworlds and what ifs, our favorite alternate realities in, in stories, you know, in, ah. in stories that we like. You keep trying to get me to read these like old books that I don't like. Stop it. 
I also have an idea. Speeding bullets. Superman speeding bullets. Cool. I'll read Red Sun. That's that's where, oh, I'm, that's where I'm ending. Yeah, really yeah. Brandon, you said you had an idea. Uh, I mean, I was thinking like trivia would always be fun because yeah. like that's something I always wanted to do on Gutter Talk. Yeah. But I think now that we can all see each other and other people can see yes. us, I think that could be a lot of fun. Yeah. Can, uh, yeah. To to piggyback on that, can we play some sort of geek version of um, uh, the newlywed game? Where I have to guess what <laughs> Len might answer, or what? Can we just like, like, well, who's your favorite character? And then we got to get like, obviously, well, I'll say for Randy that it's Superman. But, but some sort of like newlywed game. How That's well cute. do we know each other's geek? You know do I mean? not get Len started on game shows <laughs> because we will be playing the match game. Yes, we will. <laughs> I, I, I'm in. I'm in. Like, if you can nerdify it, I'm totally in. Oh, you oh, can totally. Done it multiple times. We've done it. We've done Dom it. Dom has some uh, suggestions. He says, talk about Transformers and Green Lantern or Randy's Superman shirt collections. Uh, That's like six shows. Yeah, yeah, for real. For real. <laughs> for the shirts. Just the shirts. Yes. And then. This is, I'm on day 30 right now <laughs> that's insane that is insane now listen i this is this is what i'm i'm praying to god this thing doesn't continue if this thing goes through my entire superman t-shirt collection we're in the house for the next three months oh my god yeah. it's scary i i did share an idea of like um not like a top we kind of just did it like what people are sleeping on but more of like a if someone was stuck inside what would you suggest they read and and like take into right? take no, into like, context how they might feel. So like maybe we wouldn't pick something dark and dystopian. <laughs> maybe we'd pick something else, like something like that. I suggest I think, Walking Dead, personally. Yeah, right. Probably, yeah, yeah. probably not. At some point, even if we don't do it next, we got to do some sort of quiz show. Uh, that sounds right, like yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've been dying to do something like that. I just I'm not entirely yeah, sure how the how the process of it would go involving the listeners, the viewers. Would they quiz us? Or would we each quit? Like, would we each generate a certain number of questions forever? Well, I don't know. No, probably uh, what it would be, wind up being is that there will be one quiz master who's doing the questions. Who doesn't get to play. Who doesn't get to play. <laughs> but then the other players, you're playing for somebody in the audience. Oh. oh. Their favor, like a joust where we get their handkerchiefs. Oh, Jesus. Send us handkerchiefs. Can we, and we, can, we send the, can we send the winner some sort of, like book from our collection too they're not getting anything from my collection. no thanks yeah, <laughs> i mean i mean i mean i i would i would totally donate a trade paper i'll send them a no prize to somebody that wants to no back prize. me no a clear wow. winner we're going there wow brandon went deep back? old school i mean brandon went older than him and went back yeah, to yeah. No, no prize brandon my uh my stepdad got a no prize one time uh, can, I, can i have yeah. it i want it yeah it, no. it's just an empty envelope <laughs> Well, well, what I will donate is because um, through the stupidity of not minding my email properly, I have two copies of Marv Wolfman and George Perez's History of, <laughs> History Wait, of the no, DC I want that. Universe. Uh, no, yeah. no, no, I want that. Yeah, hang on a second there, Len. I wanted to order that, but I haven't done it yet. I'll buy it off I, you. I have I one. It's over there. <laughs> hey, Len, I'm a, hey. I'm a fan. Can I have it? <laughs> I start, Len, I started reading it. It is not nearly as good as uh, History of the Marvel Universe. I will, I will also be 30 expect, years old. I'm just saying, the way that they're structured are totally it's different. It's totally like, different. This is, this is literally just a Wikipedia page with it pictures. Is. You're right. Whereas the History of the Marvel Universe is an act, like they attempt at a narrative. You're right. So it's it's easier to read. Yeah. You're right, you're right. I'm not gonna lie, you're right. You're absolutely yeah. right. 
Oh, look at that pretty book. Look at that. Oh, this is pretty too. Yeah. And no, it, that's cute. This is pretty. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's because it's smaller. Anyway. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> Tune in Sunday at 2 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, on the Triple Nation Facebook group on Black Tribbles ad uh, on YouTube and check out what we're going to be doing on Gutter Talk. I, <clears throat> I, 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 what, JD? <clears throat> Yes, yes. <laughs> and before no, you do, do there you go. Before you do that, though, <laughs> to get yourself in the mood for the gutter talk, tune in to JD. The spoiler alert podcast uh, this Sunday at eleven o'clock. It's usually a week a week review show, like the comic book review show. Um, but since there's not that many books coming out lately, we've just been making it more of a book club. So, what did we do last time, Len? Uh, you weren't there. I wasn't there. Married, uh, With the baby. The, um, the married couple, Matt Fraction. That's right. Oh, it's uh, Bitch yeah. Planet yeah. and um, Hawkeye. Hawkeye Volume One. Yeah. And this week we're going to be doing what? DC versus Marvel. Yeah. And a little bit of amalgam. And yeah. Yeah. amalgam comics. 1996. Came from it. And yeah. it Did anybody see the, the thing that uh that Rags Morales put out yesterday? Yes. Um, there's I a, bunch of, your there's yeah. a bunch of uh creators that are doing the like this what if we did it again sort of thing. And he did this amazing shot of uh, a, a book they have titled was it uh The Mighty Marvel or something like that? The Mighty Mortal. And yeah, the I Mighty saw that. Mortal. Yeah. And it's a picture yeah. of Shazam holding Thor's hammer. Mm. Rags cool. it. It's amazing. It's so nice. good. It, um, it, it's up on Newsarama. It's very, very cool. Um, yeah, it's uh, Amalgam Again is the hashtag, I think. Okay, that's great. Yeah. I'll check that out. I think of whenever I hear the name of the store that you work at, Randy, because yeah. <laughs> I've been reading comics for since the 90s. That long. Exactly. Yeah. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. If you're checking this, you're checking this show out. Check out uh, spoiler alert on Sunday at eleven, and hit us up. Email us at copopgo at gmail.com and tell us or tweet us at JD's Hero Complex and let us know your proposed amalgamated character or Ooh. book for DC and Marvel. And we'll select the best one, then the best one will get a go prize because it'll actually be a prize True. coming from so it'll be a spo prize. A spo prize from the spoiler alert. Crew. Cute. All right. All right. Until we, go? we gotta get Brian tripled up. Don't forget. Oh yes, oh, yeah. Brian. So cool. what is the triple designation? No, you guys, been... hang on a second. Oh, yes, everyone has been on the oh, spot. Oh, yeah, before. everyone gets put on the spot. Oh, everyone is put on the spot. Oh yeah, god. You know, we, like... we mentioned it earlier at the beginning of the show, so you should have been thinking yeah, about you it. You had more time, time yeah. than most. You don't get like a week to consider, like, no, you you you're on the spot. And take your time with it, because please don't be a Brandon. <laughs> Who have made us? Brian, if you want, you can just change it. Don't worry about it. Oh, <laughs> oh man, I was like maybe gonna do some research or something. Nope. Huh. Well, Brian, you, you know what? You know what, Brian? I'm not gonna put you on the spot. You've got Thank till you. next week. Next, you got till Sunday at two. Yeah, you got till Sunday. Sunday at two. All right. To come you up guys, with. I'm honored. I, I'm honored. I the literal triple. The literal—I I like that one. The literal tremble. It's a pretty good one. Oh, that sounds oh, good God. for me. Can I change again? No. <laughs> no. You are—you are the literal trip. Uh, uh, right. Triple semantic. 
semantics uh, tribble. We have a semantics tribble, believe it or not. Oh, what? Yes, we do. I told you it's large. It's large. Let's go around. Let's go around the horn. We'll start with Noel again and go around clockwise and let people know where they can check you out. Um, uh, you could just find me on on uh, what is it? What is it? Twitter uh, at Mr. Bartocci, M R B A R T O C C I, or literally any of the social, uh, the cult podcast or social media feeds. I engage. So come at me. Uh, check me out, gangstergrass.com, uh, blacktribbles.com, boombaptherapy.com. My album, Boom Bap Therapy, just dropped last Friday. Yo, uh, Boom Bap Therapy! Just dropped last Friday. Um, and shout out to everybody. By the way, your man, the smart, the, the Bat Tribble is on the album, killing it. Yeah. <laughs> what? There's a track on the album called World's Finest. Me and Len oh, on a track together. He kills it. My son loves it's my son's favorite song on the album because uh, he loves his uncle Len. Um, yeah, check us out, boombaptherapy.com. And God willing, when Amalgam opens back up, you'll see me there. Uh, yeah. Len, is it, are these the are these the bars that you showed me a couple months ago? No, no, these this was all new bars. All new bars. <laughs> all new bars. All new what bars. bars? I thought the bars were all closed. Oh. Uh, <laughs> wah, wah. Um, Yay, it's Brandon. Uh, I don't have stuff. But, uh, uh, go to go to JD's shop. Wait, no, don't go to JD's shop. Go to JD's website. Oh, do you mean JD'sHeroComplex.shop? Yes, that, of course. Buy a gift card. JD, and you'll also, get your turn. Yeah, and also go to uh, um, Amalgam Shop. and every get, Just shop. Get comics. Everyone get comics. <laughs> Good comics. Uh, let's see. I can be found at Brian. Uh, found at BrianLeapDesign.com. Uh, my name is written right there, down in that way, and then the word design.com. What's up, y'all? Uh, you can hit me up as Len said earlier, JD's Hero Complex on Twitter. You can come to my shop, forty-three twenty-seven Main Street, Philadelphia, PA. We could do mailouts. We could do uh, curbside pickup. Uh, buy a gift card. Uh, just, you know, throw throw money. Just throw money at me. I'll take it. Uh, you can go to Johnny Destructo. What is it? Patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo. And, oh, yeah, JD'sHeroComplex.shop because I actually have an online web store now. So uh, it's only got like 50 things up there, but it's, it's, it's happening. That's it. Hey, everybody. This is the Bat Tribble. Holler at the Black Tribble. It's every place and any place you find podcasts or social media, it's Black Tribbles. It's easy to find. <laughs> Check out the podcast. Check out the YouTube show on on um, on Thursday night. Tomorrow night, we'll be doing our weekly show, 9 p.m. live on YouTube and on Facebook Live. And then on Friday, we've got the uh, the Infinity uh, the Infinity broadcast that, that that kicks off. YouTube be popping. We we be doing what we do. Check out Black Tribbles every place. And the greeting from the Bat Base is going to be starting up. The Bat Base is coming together. I got a contractor down there laying the floor right now. I got people coming in to do the painting. The back base should be up in about a month, and it's going to look ridiculous. Until then, I hope you all are staying safe and well, socially distanced from one another, but not so far apart that you can't feel each other's love because we all love mm. you, and we know you love us. One love. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been so much. This has been so much fun. Thank you, guys. Good. Thank you so much for doing this. Tune in, like I said, Sunday at 2 p.m., these very same video channels, and you'll you'll find this show. And um, if you want to listen Ooh, to it all... Do you come back? Yes, you can come back, Randy. <laughs> Only if you can stay for the whole show and not pop in for half, five minutes. Hey. Anybody else <laughs> throw one around? Well, oh, no, we were smart. 
We've got Brandon. Anyway, it's time for us to, time for us to get out of here. <laughs> On behalf of all these nuts, this is the Bad Tribble. In parting, we say um, be, be good to one another. God bless. Buy more comics. Y'all need comics, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Read. <laughs>